Alright, it's Tuesday, August 29th, and you are listening to the Motor City Juke Joint here on New Radio Media. I am Ben Rose. Kate is out for the evening, and I believe she will be back on Thursday. So, you got us. You got us. You got RDs here, and we have a whole slew. Not a whole slew, three. Three, whole, three other people wave here. gentlemen. Wave, boys. Yes. There we go. We have, <laughs> oh, in our guests. Yes, but here. as far as behind the scenes, we have uh, Jake, right, on the answering phones? Yes. And if you want to call in, it's 844-999-9249. That's 844-999-9249. And also, we have Drew and Lennard in the back behind the glass with RD. Yep, they are that's hanging right. out with yeah, me. That's right. And in a little bit, we'll have the 44 Territories. Well, Dan and Josh of the 44 Territories. But first... What's up? Okay, first, I I, I want to say that you had some complaints about Game of Thrones <laughs> oh, that man. I found to be hilarious because you, are, are, you were kind of arguing about... Uh, well, scuba zombies... Yeah, I mean, it's a fantasy show. Right, but then they just went and confirmed that zombies can't swim anyway. So how did they swim down there to tie the chains around Viserion to pull him back up through the ice? I don't get it, man. Game of Thrones. Scuba zombies. Game of Thrones. But then they're like, oh, yeah, no, they can't swim. Game of Thrones, man. That's all you got to do. But then I also, like, I read the books, too. Yeah. But I'm also pretty sure. So Rhaegar, I know for a fact that. Rhaegar's child that was killed was Aegon Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler alert for anybody who's not caught up. Uh, yeah. Warnings. You, guys, so, yeah. you guys don't watch it, do you? No. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Are you caught up? Okay. okay, okay. So, like, okay. Aegon Targaryen, right? Like, that. He's he was already Rhaegar's first son that he had who got killed by the mountain was yeah. Aegon Targaryen. So he's just, what, like, Pete and Peting his kids? Like You know what? I'm okay with a Pete and Pete. Yeah, right. I guess <laughs> I you know. Like, I liked that show a lot. Yeah. I liked that there was a lot of cool musicians on that show. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> L- let's move on from that. How about this Q line? Have you been on the Q line yet? I have not. The Q line. Yeah, it's that uh, like a streetcar monorail type. Not monorail. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Light rail. About. They call it in d- downtown. Once upon a time, maybe I would have yeah. been on the Q line. Q-line? It got no. in my way a bunch no. this over the weekend. Yeah, it, it's. I, I know it's already hit a car, but yeah. now they're going to start charging people uh, after September 5th. Oh. You know, before, they were giving all kinds of free rides just to get people to get used to it. And yeah. now, I guess they have an app, which we, I guess we're going to have an app. This is a nice segue yeah. into us having an app soon. Yes, we will. Yes. We, the, the new radio media app will be v- available very, 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 very soon. Yes. Um, You'll have to have separate apps for the Q-Line, which you can use to pay or buy tickets with their app. And they have vending machines. Oh. But with our app, you'll yeah. be able to listen to all of our shows live and... For free. You'll be yeah, and for free. Yes, we're not charging to listen to our stuff. And you'll also be able to listen to past episodes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. As well as a bunch of other awesome stuff. Yeah. Do we have a time frame on that? On the on the actual app? No. Yeah. Or, or on all the awesome stuff. Well, the awesome stuff is, is ongoing, but I'm talking yeah, about the, the app. The awesome stuff is confirmed for beginning of October. Excellent. Absolutely for the rest of the awesome stuff. The app should be by week's end. By week's end. That's that is the uh that is the goal. Yes. That is the 
the ultimate goal here. And this will fix the, the problem that, that some Android users have had being yes. able to watch the show on their phone. Oh, also, yes. That is another thing that's been addressed is that we are going to be implementing instead of the old school flow player, the HTML5 player will be up for the live app. So good. all you Android, Windows 10 people, all that good stuff. You don't have to worry anymore. Yeah, because I do. Flash blows. I do, yes, I do know that there are quite a few listeners that I had that you know that were upset about that, and their their prayers have been answered. Yeah, yep. good. Yeah, yep. we're working See? hard. Yep. Here we hear new radio media. We TCOB. care. We love you. We care. And th- since the show has moved from the previous station, which I have yet to name and I will not name. We have been well taken care of. It is a great, great new home that appreciates good local art, music, and culture. And they've treated us very, very well. And to that, I thank you. So before we bring the 44 Territories in, I'm going to play uh, a call that we had with Flatfoot56, who will be playing at Smalls tomorrow night. They'll be playing with the Speakeasies, which is a great local band. So, if you hear Kate's voice, and I know I already told you she's not here, this is because we recorded it before, so earlier. So deal with that. It's all good. It's a good it's interview. All, it's all good. It is a good interview. <laughs> You're listening to the as you join on New Radio Media. I'm Ben Rose, and here with Kate. Hi! So nice to meet you! Awesome, awesome. So, you were playing at Smalls uh, Wednesday, right? Yep, yep, that's what's happening. Playing yeah. my good old, uh, good old Detroit at the, uh, the awesome spot of, yeah, just, we call it Smalls, right? Yeah, Smalls, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's a great, great venue. Uh, you've, you've played there before, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, we played there. I, I want to say we played there about three or four times now. But you're promoting your new album, uh, Odd Boat, which is, I think, yep. an odd title. Definitely an odd, an odd name for an odd, odd album cover, and uh, it kind of fits the whole uh, the whole idea behind the record. So we're just we're going with it. Like you got a guy riding on a pig that's floating with barrels. Yeah, like yeah. the cover art's <laughs> really cool. It's just it's just a normal day uh, in the life of Chicago. I'm looking over at Lake Michigan, seeing some guy trying to get from point A to point B. You know. You know, I know how it is. I mean, it's kind of similar here in Detroit, but you know, just yeah. different body yeah, exactly. of water. You got to do what you got to do to get from point A to point B. So that's yeah, bad. that's that's great, and that's the album's message is you just kind of got to get through it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I mean. There's, I mean, the, the album kind of definitely goes from, I mean, it touches all different aspects of life, different avenues, and it, overall, the uh, the odd boat, the whole ideology of the odd boat kind of sums up a lot of the different uh, ways of getting through things, and it's not, everything's not in the eye of, eye of the beholder sometimes, and it's kind of like, it's a different, different aspect of it, you know, so... Absolutely, that's amazing. That is, we yeah. were we were listening to it, before, waiting for your call, and it's it's really great stuff. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. I feel like it's been kind of an odd journey though, because you guys have been together for like seventeen years or something like that now. Yep. Like, how does yeah, it, how do you guys do that? No, you know what? It's uh, a lot of perseverance. You know, growing up in, I think it's just it, you love playing music and you do it because you love it, not because it's some sort of uh, you know treasure of finances, but it's more of just a pure love and passion for playing music and. 
And eventually that kind of turns into your love of your fan base and your love of your audience and the people that you, you get to see, you get to play in front of. And then, you know, next thing you know, you just you blink an eye and it's 17 years. So. Yeah, that's great. Especially with like the Irish punk scene, everybody's got some passion behind them, especially the fans. So I'm sure that just keeps oh, you going. Definitely. We have fantastic fans and they're just amazing. So it definitely always helps to get those people that just pull you to the side at shows and just be like, hey, this is what you're, this song meant to me or this is what this band means to me. And it kind of, kind of definitely helps you think like, oh, you know, when you're at the low times, it's like, you know, it's not worth all my time. And then kind of carries you through it a lot of times, so. Absolutely. That just that little compliment that you that something you've done touch somebody else can definitely make a difference in your day, or hell, even your week. So, so seventeen years, but you're also brothers, right? Yeah, actually, currently, uh, we well, we started with the band. It was three brothers, right? And uh, just just a couple of years ago, um, the middle brother he had, he went to go to an engineering degree. So we had one of our friends step in, and he's been. Uh, He's the newest, the newest member, and uh, but yeah, not currently. We have two brothers still in the band, so yeah, it's been kind of like a family ordeal. Really close friends and, and brothers. So yeah, well, when you're together for that long, after a while, you their band becomes your family. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. That's great. And so you guys for are sure. on tour spent for so like much time with them in the van, and, and I've definitely spent more time with some of these guys in this band than I have family members in my entire life. <laughs> so that's, that is 100 true. Yeah, <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, and you guys are on tour for like the end of until the end of the year, and you guys are going to the UK for a little while. Like, yeah, yeah, we uh, we, we took the summer off a little bit because uh, just the family stuff, and we were like, you know, what? we had to, you know, just rejuvenate, make sure we got everything ready for the fall. And yeah, the fall we're gonna do the uh, West Coast and Western Canada, and kind of loop through the Midwest again, and uh, and then we'll go out to Europe for a little bit, and hopefully Russia if everything goes. Smoothly, I don't know politics-wise. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But right. Uh, yeah, you never know what's going to happen, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, world, the world is a funny and crazy place, you know. So absolutely true. Right. Yeah. So you, you're playing with the the Speakeasies on Wednesday, and uh, I, I happen to be good friends with the Speakeasies. They're an amazing band. Uh, I, awesome. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but if not, I I think you'll. You'll like them. You'll like them. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm. I'm stoked. Actually, this 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 run we're doing right now to the east east coast and coming back through the Midwest, and uh, we're we're playing with a lot of bands we have to play with, which is always awesome. Detroit's always pumped out some great bands that completely caught us off guard. We're like turned into big fans and friends of them. So I'm I'm so excited to see these guys. Oh, absolutely. That's so great. Yeah, and Chicago has like a ton, just a ton of great bands. Uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> well, it's a big, it's a big city, and, and we're definitely due in the music world. So, we're right. trying to pump them out right now. So, absolutely. Yeah, uh, is there really a, a, like a big scene for the Irish punk uh, in or Celtic music? Oh, in? De- oh definitely, definitely. Okay. I mean, it, anytime you have a huge population of, of uh, Irish immigrants and stuff like that, yeah. back in you know the early century or whatever, they. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, it's rooted for sure in yeah. the bigger cities. Yeah. And Chicago is no exception for sure. Right. And uh, and that was a huge reason why we kind of got involved with it. We grew up, uh, we grew up listening to bluegrass from our parents being huge bluegrass fans, and and uh, and then turned then turned into a bunch of our friends being, you know, 
American, uh, American Irish or whatever. They, yeah. You know, a lot of them were in different pipe crews, and mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how we got our original piper. He was like, he played basketball with us, and he was like, hey, I want to join your band. I played bagpipes. And at that time, it was just us three brothers just playing like a weird collaboration of punk rock and weird stuff. And uh, <laughs> we didn't really find our identity yet, you know. And he was like, hey, I want to play bagpipes with you. And we're like, hey, why not? That could maybe work. And so curiosity brought us into that whole style and generally and then eventually uh following bands that were doing it and or starting to do it and then our love of the pogues eventually and then next thing you know we're, we're thrown in this this little awesome scene that basically they kind of just kind of blew up in the past I don't know, 15 years, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly are, you know, if exactly, kind of helped yeah. out. Was, oh, for sure, for sure. And it was, it was cool becoming, like, you know, playing this type of music and then eventually meeting those, those, those bands and meeting those people. And next thing you know, you guys are kind of... It, it, it's really cool. The, the fan base is what really makes it amazing, though. So. For, for sure. As somebody that, that you know, I'm... My parents are Scottish and, and Irish, and I grew up listening to like the bluegrass, like you did, and listening to rockabilly yep. and country. And I remember when the first time I heard punk music, and that, and, and like mixing those two together, I, it was uh, I heard a, it was a Black Flag uh, uh, album, and and, and and I just just when I when that hit me, you know, the good mix, things start to integrate, things start to mix. Yeah, people can check you out on. Uh, on Facebook and uh, you're on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, we, have, we should have it all. Hopefully, we all of our Yeah, I found you guys there. on Twitter and Instagram earlier. Yeah. So. so all of there the yeah. all the the social media outlets you're on there. We'd be at Smalls this Wednesday with the speakeasies. With the speakeasies. So, really looking forward to that yes, show. We will we will be there. Hopefully, we can catch you in person at the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, oh what? no, definitely. We'll definitely be hanging out in chat. We always we're always in the bar area. Yeah. Awesome. To to people, so. Yeah, for sure. Well, if that's not Irish punk. I don't know what is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're no, we're no better than our audience. So. <laughs> and that's good answer. Exactly. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. calling, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks no, for calling thanks, in. Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to meet you guys and, and see what uh, the wonderful world of Detroit how they're doing. Catch up with some old friends. So. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, thank you, and we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You're listening to the Motor City Juke Joint here on New Radio Media. I am Ben Rose. Kate is out for the night. And that was an interview that we did with Flatfoot 56. And they will be playing with the Speakeasies tomorrow at Smalls and Hamtramck. I'll be there. You should probably be there, too, because that'll be fun time. Joining me in the studio, Dan and Josh of the 44 Territories. How's it going, guys? Hello going well how about yourself i am doing just fine uh yeah so what do you think of this new studio it's nice isn't it? it's nice yeah it's, it's very fancy. nice like yeah it. thank you so swanky it is swanky isn't it yeah <laughs> feels good yes so arts beats and eats is something you're going to be doing this saturday right sunday sunday oh sunday, sunday that's right let me get let's get the stay straight that's okay. I've had to I check yeah. it a hundred times myself. Just don't, make sure. Don't but, confuse me. I'll show up on the wrong. Yeah, he'll show up on Saturday, and then we'll be really in trouble. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sunday uh, two o'clock on the uh, the the Bud Light Country Stage. Oh, so, I like Bud Light. 
Do you really? <laughs> That's on you, buddy. The Bud Light, the stagnant water country stage? Oh, they're the gracious sponsors of the country. That's it's right. Kind okay. of fitting. But not, not particularly, because the good thing in Sunday is they actually they did a great job in putting in good bands on the country stage all, all weekend. Yeah. And then Dwight Yoakam's playing that night. Yes. I won't be there because I have a U2 concert to go to, but Dwight Yoakam is playing there that night. You're going to go awesome. see U2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. You're going to miss Dwight. I'm going to miss – well, I've seen Dwight Yoakam probably three or four times, so I feel like I – you know, if, and at the time when I bought the U2 tickets, I, I did not know. That, but, uh, that's always something that will come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, this has been this has been my big year of bucket list uh, concerts. So Depeche Mode, that uh, was mine. That's and I, and that's you were there too. I was there. I was there. That was actually I, I. We were counting on the way home. That was my. I've seen Depeche Mode more than any other band. Really, and that was my seventh Depeche Mode concert. Really, my sister's a, a fanatic, and she uh, she's gone to every tour since '93. So I've accompanied it with her every time it happens, including the one year they didn't play Detroit. We went and saw them in Lollapalooza. So right. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a great show. Absolutely, it was a great show, and I I don't think we were sitting too far away from each other, right? <laughs> no, it was you you were in the next section, like a row away from us. Yeah. Um, had had we known ahead of time, we probably would have been able to look over and see each other. But yeah, man, that 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 crowd was fantastic. I mean, absolutely, not a whole lot of bands that have been around as long as they have can still like get a crowd worked up like that and not be an oldies act, you know? Right. And that was the original lineup. Yeah. Everybody except, yeah. Um, Vince Clark, yeah. you know, with his, with his, uh, that exception. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're still putting out music. They're still putting out good music. Yes. Um, you know, at, uh, you know, one of the things we were talking about on the way home is why is Depeche Mode not in the discussion for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more often? Oh, I agree with you. Because, they're the one that outlasted the rest of those bands. I mean, they're so important. Right. But I digress. That's right. going that, for an hour on that. that, that well, shit, we can go on for an entire two hours about <laughs> Depeche Mode. That, Depeche Mode happens to be one of my absolute favorite bands. Mine Always too. Have. Yeah. I'm with you there. And I've, I've been able to see some of my favorite bands the last couple of years – I mean, Depeche Mode. I was able to see The Descendants. Awesome. I miss that, and I, oh. I'm, I regret it. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then I've been able to book a few of, of my favorite bands. Um, I was able to book Elvis Hitler in the last couple of years, I think. Yeah. 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 And then you, you played on a bill with them at yep, Rumbleville, yep. yeah? And then I was able to – I booked Frantic Flintstones, despite that being the, the worst to, uh, turnout of any really, really big show that I've ever had. <laughs> But it was, you know. What are you gonna do sometimes? Right. right? And like you guys have must have like bucket list bands to play with, right? To play with, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of them. There's you know there's 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 bucket list local bands and there's bucket list national bands, right? You know? So, I mean, I assume I can't speak for Josh on that one. You know, play with some of our favorite local local groups. Yeah, you know, you've played with Cindy Lou, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Another great local band. Go check out Cindy Lou and uh, is it Hot Rod, Hot uh, Red Hot, Red Hot Royals. Royals. Red Hot Royals. You know how many people get get like uh, you've been getting it wrong. I get it wrong. Chris Troy was on last week and he he was telling a story about how he had said the name wrong on I think it was on a flyer or something in the key of misprint and it was like oh. red, it was Red Hot Lovers or something Ooh. like that. And, and he's and Cindy's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's kind of a no no. I'm sure Chris was yeah uh, backpedaling yeah <laughs> pretty quick on that yeah. one. Right, well, and you you guys do know, yeah, you played with Rattletrap, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, 
going back yeah. 15 years. Right. Probably, That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah. It's because you guys have been playing together for a very, very long time. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, we really date ourselves now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as the 44 territories, it's only this, been three years. Three years. Um, but some of the materials, you know, the old Desolation Angels material, and that some of that stuff goes back, you know, at this point, good 16 years. So. Right. You guys used to play at the Cadu. Oh, it was funny. We played. Um, so we were at the uh, we were at the Logger House last week. We did yeah. a Joe Strummer tribute. Oh, um, and, wow! I um, missed that. Good time. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good time. And um, I'm, I hope I get uh, Allison Lewis was on the bill, and uh, Ryan Ryan Dillahay was there. Okay. And he he goes by, he says hi. We're talking, and he goes, Yeah, I was telling Allison, you know, she knows who you are, and she's like, No, I'm pretty sure I don't. And he's like. Yeah, they used to be Desolation Angels, or at least some of the guys were. And she's like, "They're still around." Oh, and I was wow! Like, <laughs> and Ryan's telling me this is like, a, you know, a nice story. And I was like, "Indeed, I, I guess tell her we are still around." Hey, RD, do we have any burn cream? <laughs> right, <laughs> no doubt. I was like, "Yeah, damn!" But you know, so it goes. Right. You know, and you did have to change your name due to what was it? Somebody, some other band was getting royalties. There's, yeah, there's another Desolation Angels, and and the, Spotify the lumped us all in together. And the great rock band from uh, Britain. They're a, they're a new new uh, you know British heavy metal band from the '80s. So yeah, our royalties were going to them, and it just made sense to change the name at that point because Josh had come in on lead guitar, right? And uh, Jay had come in on bass to play alongside Wolf. Um, You know, both of them kind of take turns at shows. So we're like, and we had all this new these new songs we were going to put on this new album. So we're like, let's change the name because we're really not what Desolation Angels was. Desolation Angels was a kind of a three piece rockabilly band, and this is a four piece more southern rock inspired band. So right. Yeah, because now you're you're more you're you're closer to like like Wilco or old ninety sevens than yeah yeah which I know that you're a fan of of those Absolutely. right that's an influence yeah and a lot of it was stuff that we that you know I wanted to do fifteen years ago but you know the three piece format only allows for so much right. in that way and and you know we found a great thing in the, you know, in the more rockabilly sense. Yeah. But, you know, we also don't want people to have a false expectation of who they are, who we are. If they come and see us, we want them to, you know, recognize they're going to get, they're going to get Josh's, you know, solos and, you know, um, these, these more Omen brothers, you kind of, yeah. Tunes, you know, I had so. to shoehorn myself in there. It was tough at first, but like, <laughs> <laughs> so like John Mayer playing a blah, blah, blah. I, I had to put the strat. I had to put the strat down. Like, all right, fine. That's true. Less pull. Looking back at those first few uh, forty-four territory shows, figuring, definitely figuring it out together. But yeah, that's the cool thing about all of us. We've all been buddies for ever and ever. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're close knit. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know, a little different than being in a band. Like, screw that guy. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've played with bands that are like that. I mean, I know I've. I've I've booked bands that have kicked members out after they got off stage, or you know. yeah. Well, I know. I, I think you guys off. actually played one of those shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't even get off stage. Uh, yeah, that's and and that's happened to me before, huh? yeah. <laughs> but not in, but old, not with us. Old punk rock days. Yeah. You're the band, man. Okay. Yeah, us when we're kicking somebody out, we actually wait until after the gig's over. Because that's classy. That's right. That's the way we are. Yeah. Actually, we never kick anybody out, which is why we've become like the 44 Territories Collective. Right. You know, it's, uh, you know, we have two bass players and 
now Mark Tabor has joined us on drums. His first oh, really? show was at uh, the Logger House last week, and he'll be playing. Actually, he'll be playing Art Beats and Eats. Eric will be playing a few tracks with us. He'll be jump up on stage okay. for a few songs too. Um, but Mark will probably be playing the majority of gigs um, for the next uh, going forward. So right on. Um, but Eric's in the family, so just like just like Jay and Wolf switch off on bass. Right on. Well, you're not doing the two 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 bass players at a time. Like, was it uh, that's Deadbolt that does that? <laughs> yeah, the not wall so of, much. That wall of bass that. We could figure out how to really get Almond Brothers in and have two drummers at once. There you go. Oh, damn. Yeah, that would be... Let's not go there. Huh? Um, that's, oh. that's just too much gear to carry into a show. <laughs> right. and, uh, end up... What's that that uh, hipster band? Uh, Edward Sharp with the Magnetic Zero. Oh, so yeah. It just looks like they, like wherever they, they tour, they just acquire people. Yeah. And, they, and, 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 and <laughs> like, acquire smells. Right. That guy look, was on the corner panhandling five the, minutes ago, and now he's on stage. With the other 20 guys and women. Speaking of that, there is this uh, video I saw today of this woman that was homeless for mm-hmm. like the last two years. And she's now like she actually getting has, – has a place to live. And, and she was doing these really interesting acoustic songs, busking. And she did – the video I saw – and this is like went viral because this is how you get attention. She did a song called I'll Suck Your Dick for a Cup of Coffee. Oh, wow. And it was absolutely hilarious. Cream and sugar? Oh. Yep. No, no, she didn't need any. She'll take it black, she uh, said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to YouTube that as soon as we leave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 I'm you... not familiar with it, but I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's definitely something to to look up and look up all of her other music on SoundCloud because she's extremely talented. You know, and that's the way it goes, and, and you never can tell. I mean, isn't that the story of uh... – the Violent Femmes were busking outside of the Pretenders show, and yeah. Chrissy Hines saw them, and and next thing you know, they were opening up in Milwaukee and heading, you know, being the openers on on this tour because they were being the Violent Femmes, right? The weird dudes that they are, you know, They're weird dudes. They yeah. are, I actually, I have actually opened up for them, and they are really weird. Really, they, they were, yeah, back in '96. And they With were, uh, Desolation Angels? Or? No, no. This was actually the band I was in, one of the bands I was in in college. And, okay. Uh, we opened up for it. Was a sh- it was a, a, a free show, and Violent Femmes were the headliners. No Doubt was the second uh, opening act. And they had been booked before uh, Just a Girl, before the um, Tragic Kingdom album had so, come out. So. so somebody didn't have to pay that much money to them. <laughs> no, they didn't. That was, that was the thing about it. And it, whenever that happens, it's always interesting because you see a tour that you're like, how did that person open for? Well, somebody got ahead of the curve on that one, you know? right? And I and I I have heard some of their stuff before Tragic Kingdom, and they, yeah, it was more ska. Than, oh yeah, yeah. I had the, the displeasure of seeing uh, uh, Limp Biscuit before <laughs> before they broke there. Yeah, and they came out on stage, and I can't remember what it was at a festival, and they came out and was like, "We are the worst band ever." I'm like, "No shit." <laughs> Well, you know, there's something to be said for honesty in advertising. Right. You know, I get to give him credit for that. And you know, I think yeah. one of the things Fred Durst did, he did some videos, some little, um, like, funny or die type videos uh, called uh, the Ed Hardy Boys. There was, like, two, two like, these guidos <laughs> that were wearing, like, the Ed Hardy shirts and trying to just to market vodka while so- solving crimes. Okay. And then Fred, Dur- Fred Durst had stolen something and they, they caught him. Yeah. But you know, I'm not saying that if I ran into the guy in the street, I wouldn't say, "Hey, yeah. Fred, how's it going?" You know, he was in an episode of House. Yes, he was. <laughs> I'll give him that. You know, yeah. I just 
if you if you gave me a choice between a revolver or a Limp Bizkit CD, I'm not going to tell you which one I would choose. So. Right. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Not a fan. Not a fan. So we're going to take a little break. I have um, – this is actually, I believe, a recording from when you were on the show on Cave. <laughs> That you play because you know you have a huge fan. Oh yeah, two fans that yeah. live up in in Goodrich. Yeah, and we appreciate them. We appreciate the hell mm-hmm. out of them. Yeah, and Tub and they Michelle. have a special way of appreciating, particularly that song. They yeah, uh, they really love that song. They do. They, they really do. really love that song. And you know this new time slot is on. It, it is it isn't it doesn't really work out for them because they sure. they have a they own a restaurant right you know so. They're unable to listen to it in the restaurant due to some of the language. Sure. But he catches it on the on the replay and he like, he can't just listen to it from his bathtub live because he would. He would tub would listen in his bathtub. And I know this because he would send me pictures, unfortunately. Oh, wow. <laughs> Better you than me. No right. offense no offense to him, of course. I'm gonna shit, I'm gonna fair forward then. No, the the the, the you couldn't see anything, but it, there would be candles lit, there would be bubbles, there would be a beer, and you could totally and you could totally see that it was him, and it it, it was it was just he he spent some time doing it, but he was legitimately, hey, yeah. you know, Sunday night, Sunday night, yeah, candles, yeah he would call mood. he would he would call it his his Ben Flicks and chill time, nice, yeah, nice, and I in fact I had the, the two of them come on the very last show that was a. <laughs> That was you, you hilarious. To, yeah. With the goldfish. Yeah. And, that was a hilarious show. I yes, it was. It was. And the birthday cake flavored beer, mm. which was. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I could go on for like a two hours about that one. Anyway, we will be back in just a moment with Dan and Josh of the 44 Territories. And here is Tulsa.
gas station lights flash Outside of Casey I should have stopped But why waste the time Charlie Parker You know he's calling to me But I can't answer
There's cornbread in the bed pan, but cigarettes on the stove. My whiskey bottles running the dry, and this cocaine burns my nose. There's jailbait in the backyard, she stank from head to toe. Well, a fake ID says she comes from Southern Ohio. There's handcuffs on the bedpost, a rattlesnake up her thigh A cotton mouth is on my tongue and I've never felt so high There's an old man in the front yard, his Bible tells him so Well, I love to sing along, but I lost my fucking soul well, I've got a few nasty little habits She thinks she's saying the worst to me, but she hasn't I live my life on sin at a time Ass, gas, and cash Nobody rides for free There's cornbread in the bedpan, but cigarettes on the stove My whiskey bottle's running the dry, and this cocaine burns my nose There's a policeman on the front porch, and he's pounding on my door Can you tell me what happened last night, cause I don't fucking know well, I've got a few nasty little habits She thinks she's saying the worst to me, but she hasn't I live my life one cent at a time Ass, gas, or cash Nobody writes for free I live my life one cent at a time Ass, gas, or cash Nobody writes for free You're listening to the Mortar City Juke Giant right here on New Radio Media, our lovely new home. I am Ben Rose, and I'm joined here with Dan and Josh of the 44 Territories, and they are going to play some music just for us. And, yeah, that includes you, you at home listening, because this is all just for you. Should we take it away? Yeah, well, well what are you going to play first? Let's, before, we get, before we go and start playing, that way... People know this is a new, brand new one, right? Yeah, we're we throw a brand new one out. Uh, this is uh, one Josh wrote. Uh, Josh and me wrote this one. Uh, he wrote all the all the music and oh, no some kidding. stupid words to it, like I do. And, uh, so yeah, it's it's a debut. Um, we've, we've we've tried it out at a, a couple gigs just to warm it up, but we're gonna play it at Arts Beats I'm sure. And then uh, and then we'll do something that's a little bit more. Um, more regular, something from one of our last albums, uh, okay. Bound, so Okay, okay. We'll do it that way. All right, so uh, is there a title or? <laughs> no. No. That's so new, we still refer to it as Waddle's Song. <laughs> um, Swampy-ass music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Swamp-ass yeah. music. Yep. Yeah. The I only time... 
I don't give songs titles until they get on a record. Really? Title, so. Yeah. It'll be the first time someone likes Swamp Ass. Right. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Here you go. I keep a jack ball in my pocket, man, for driving her away. Hear that a song rattle in my head Come break day She has hair like the depths of the bayou Black like a fire's wind And she slid along my side She whispered me Slipping right between your hands And I know I should have run back there, Lord But if I did, I never had a chance She comes upon me like a trance I'm like a little down now She pulls the strings in my heart down On your skin, you know you never have enough. She'll haunt your waking hours, and at night she'll haunt your dreams. Like a little queen, I thought I could just shake it when I got the conquer through, but it love just keeps on haunting me. Ain't a goddamn thing that I can't do. Till I die, and when they bury me, I look so happy. 
And everyone round will know the reason why. Hey. Something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I like it. No, no name for it yet, but you know, you'll think of it. Shall we? Well, hold on just a minute. We got to do some um, adjustments to those mics. Just so. A little bit of mic adjustment. Yeah. Dan, I believe you're singing into the wrong one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Luckily, I'm a loud mouth, so. Yeah. yeah well, we got. We want to get the the best possible. Yeah. Hey, RD. Josh is good with that mic right there. I'm happy to say I'm a fan of swamp ass now. <laughs> Drew likes that swamp ass. Oh, we got some. There you go. All right. There we go. Yes. So what are you gonna play now? Hellbound. Rolled up to a juke joint in Chicago It was the kind of place Where the usher was on the floors It was a little too drop in real don't look a man right in the eye And never turn your back right to the door Well I grabbed my guitar And headed front stage Determined to blow the roof Right off that joint All them girls again Screaming and shouting Just to see that little guitar boy That came in and so I go to let her down I never know where I'll be found And if I try, you bet I see that I'll be Too late saving hellbound It's mellow. 
Well, if I ever make my way back down to Memphis, I'm damn sure I'll be going there on a train. And if I ever run back into that there Mississippi River girl, you know I'm never gonna go back again. And so I go to let her down. I never know where I'll be found. And if I try, goddamn I'll see that I'll be right back where I'm supposed to be. And so I go, oh, let her down, down, down. I never know. Be found, 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 and if I try, I hope you see that I'll be too late saving hell bound. Since I played the acoustic, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Use a, what have you, what gauge are you using? Tens. Tens. Yeah, just I don't tens. Know, acoustic strings. I remember, man. I used to use a. Actually, this this <laughs> might have elevens. Uh, this might this may very well still be strung from the studio. So I'm gonna oh, have elevens wow. on it because they are feeling a little little heavy. A little heavy. Who do you normally use on electric? Electrics. Um, I use I use tens on uh, most of my guitars and nines on my Telecaster. Yeah, I've. I've sampled them all. Uh, I've not gone down to those, uh, like, the, the the sevens. No, no. Oh, I would mean, yeah. just shred those. Like right. Finger. Right. But I, I've kind of, like, I initially started with tens. Now I'm back to ten. I uh, I did the nines for a while, like, in high school and uh, in, in first few years of college. Then I jumped up to eleven. And uh, I even went a little higher with, like, the flat wounds on my hollow body. Gotcha. Thirteen on the acoustic, which is brutal. Yeah, but but gives a nice solid yeah. chordal if you're playing just if right. you're strumming chords. It's a nice it's a nice tone. Right. I tried twelves once to be like Steve Ray Vaughan. I was like, no way. It's I, all, I, I, it's, it's, it's masochistic. <laughs> now I I when I first went to those thirteens on the acoustic, it was I was I had been in a fire and I burned my hand. Mm. And they said, "Well, like you're never going to play again because your range of motions is not going to be." I'm like, "Oh fuck you." I used those heavy gauge strings on the acoustic as physical therapy. Sure. Yeah. I. You know what? I understand completely. I got a plate, six screws. Oh damn! I had the. I had my wrist rebuilt after a, Dan, huh? a bone a bone issue, phone, and they yeah. said the same thing. They were like, they were, they, they they told me I, I might play again, but they said um, expect it to be a year. And so that night, I left the the you know the orthopedic surgeon. I went home and I booked a show for for three months later, and I said okay. Three months, I have no choice. I've got to play this show. And that was like my my get-through goal. So Now, how do you feel about your playing before and after? Oh, it's not even close. I was – before I was – I mean, I was – I studied classical guitar in college. Right. Now I'm – I can play some chords pretty well. <laughs> I, I never gained uh, – for me, I lost uh, some nerve in my uh, okay. ring and, and pinky. So Okay. Yeah, my, my range, I, I can't. I, I I can't play some chords. Like if, sure. I, like if I want to start talking like jazz chords, pfft. that's exactly. yeah. I can't. Yeah, uh, I could before, but I noticed that because of that, that determined the, the being told that I yeah asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, 
them telling me that I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be able to play again was is just determination. Yeah, absolutely. And I I feel like maybe I might be a little bit better because of that determination. I just can't play certain chords. I'm very limited, so I have to, to kind of adjust. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm just like you. You have to yeah. adjust your playing style. Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, before the surgery, I I still you know would go down to Burt's um, in Eastern Market and on a Saturday night and and. A couple times even had the nerve to sit in. I mean, I studied jazz and classical music yeah. for years. Right. And I was already losing some of it before the surgery because I had a year before the surgery where I couldn't move my wrist because that's how this particular bone disease like shows itself is oh. it feels like a sprain okay. until the point comes when you can't move your wrist anymore. Right. So what, what is it? I it's, mean. it's called Kindbox disease. Basically what it is is that you have a small pivot bone in the center of your wrist yeah. called the lunate. Right. And uh, it, with this bone disease, and it usually affects people either in the wrists or in the hips. It, hip Cases in the hips are famous. A lot of athletes get it. Bo Jackson had it. Okay. Uh, that's why he quit football. Um, I had it in my wrist. The bone dies. And stop, blood supply stops getting to it. Oh. And so the pivot bone for the wrist ends up imploding, basically. Um, so... Yeah, it's mine isn't fully imploded, um, but what they do is they the surgery to fix it is they cut your both the bones in your arm um, to pull back the pressure from your wrist. So they basically shorten your arm by a couple millimeters by cutting it in half. Bionic Danny. That's right. Ow. <laughs> I won't lie. If, you know, the, they, they, at least they put you under. That's all I can ask for. Part of me regrets asking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> But you know what? The funny thing is, I mean, you, you're, you're here in the studio. You can see the scar. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Camera. Well, Most people don't. I, I get weird looks from a lot of people who think that, like, that's, I was like a cutter as a teenager yeah. or something. And it's like, no, I had reconstructive surgery and still right. had screws in there, you know? Well, I I was really self-conscious about my, the scar on my hand. Sure. Like, most of my left hand is scar tissue. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can see it. Most people don't it. notice it unless I point it out. I can see the from the yeah, like the, all here. Yeah, I yeah. watch the the skin on my left hand just melt right off, which is probably worse than the actual pain. Just seeing it, because you, you can unsee <laughs> I was it. Say shock kicks in at a certain point, but you it can't did. unsee what right. you've seen. Right, I, I had my hand in a pitcher of water like this, and then having to refill it with cold water because it's my hand was heating it up. Anyway, so. Your playing style is definitely changed due to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, is it uh, – how do I want to go with that? How does it affect – like, this was just, what? Like, uh, how long ago? This was a good 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so this ago. is really even before 44 uh, – uh, Desolation I, I, Angels. Desolation and... Angels had been around for a couple years. Okay. Um, And – and yeah, and then took that summer. It was like summer of 2004, I think it okay. was, that I had the surgery. I was trying, trying to think. It's like I can't, I'd have, uh, <laughs> as long as I've, I've been he listening to you. He sounds as mediocre as I've always known him to yeah, sound. Yeah, I was just like, man, <laughs> yeah. when was he good? I'm just kidding. No, no, no you've always been great. I've always question. been a fan. The answer yeah. before we met, that's what. Right, okay. And even then, good is very subjective. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm. I mean, I don't think that I'm the best, but I'm. You know, I don't I don't practice as much as I should as I used to. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's funny. I look back now with with Josh in the band, and I mean, he's just such a great guitar player that. Um, yeah, well, I still I still get jealous, and sometimes we'll be like, 
like the best looks I get are when I come into practice and I'm like, how about we split the solo in this song? Like I'll take the f- you take the first half, I'll take the second half, yeah. and he just kind of gives me a look, but but we'll do it. No. You know. Yeah, he's we like split some solos. He's like, you know damn well I can play this a little bit better. Yeah, he's got some rocking solos I can't pull yeah. off. Just not, I don't know. He's got his. his We're different styles. Style yeah, yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. So trying to like, uh, absolutely. And he does add to the band. I mean, he, I he, you weren't playing with them with Desolation Angels, right? Uh, he actually was a bass player at one point. Right, yeah, right. But played, you weren't playing lead. Nope. Right. Nope. So he definitely brings something mm-hmm. on lead. So I uh, I have to say that as far as... It's a whole different world of what we can do with him. Oh, I group. know. I mean, yeah. I'm faking it well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little tape player back or CD player. Like, <laughs> I'm just making my fingers look nice. So we're going to take a very quick break and come back and play some more uh, music, talk to the, Dan and Josh about some things and stuffs. <laughs> things and stuffs. I want to spend the rest of the show talking about Depeche Mode. I'm just going to throw that out uh, there. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, Josh might not like that too much, but I would love it. Oh, I, I could do it. You know, I would play Depeche Mode, but I don't think we're allowed to yet. Right? RD, we're not allowed to play Depeche Mode yet. Ask no. that one more time. Uh, RD, oh. I, I say we're not allowed to play Depeche Mode as yet, right? As soon as we're uh, licensed, we can play 15 seconds of uh, Depeche Mode mashups if you want. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's just that's that's, that's, that's okay. easy. Yeah, I mean, I no. Unless I have somebody covering it, right? We, we have not yet paid our license fees yet. Not not till hard launch time. Yeah, because this we're still in the beta stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. How about some of this new Cash O'Reilly, uh, who I believe is playing in Corktown tonight. So after the show, if you have nothing going on, go check out Cash O'Reilly. Here is Wild Women on New Radio Media. About my guitar and the girl next door. Seasons changed, years went by. The devil started to show more in my eyes of the smoke I told. The truancy notes always shows up in every single song I wrote. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. The motels, jail cells, and dingy bars may look bad if you see it. We're shooting star. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. Sometimes I wonder if I would have been good if dad hadn't left my neighborhood. Years went by, 
I try to stand on my own I've been roughed up, used or bruised or pushed to the flow I've exploded my own Try to make things right But I seem to forget This noose is tight And the apples don't fall Fall from the tree No apples don't fall Fall from the tree Especially rotten ones like me Oh, what were they saying When they buried me? I like wild women Drinking and sinning Oh, mama, try but that's just the beginning The motels, jail cells, and dingy bars When look bad if you see it We're shooting star I like wild women Drinking and sinning Oh, mama, try but that's just the beginning Sometimes I wonder if I would have been good If daddy hadn't left my neighborhood And sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. The motels, jail cells, and dingy bars may look bad if you see it from a shooting star. I like wild women drinking and sinning. Oh, mama, try, but that's just the beginning. Sometimes I wonder if I would have been good if dad hadn't left my neighborhood.
Listening to Marcy Jujarn right here on New Radio Media. Yeah, I probably should have let RD know, huh? Just keeping you on 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 your toes, right? <laughs> That's Could my fault. That's my fault. All right, you're listening to Marcy Jujarn right here on New Radio Media. I am Ben Rose, and I have Dan and Josh from the Forty Four Territories sitting right across from me. R.D. is in the room behind me with Drew and Lennard. And Jake is over there in the little little room with the phone. So if you want to call in, it's 844-999-9249. That's 844-9249. Yeah. yeah. If you have questions for Dan, Josh, or me... <laughs> uh, yeah, it, like please refrain from like Game of Thrones questions because we're you know that was like a. It's not the show. That's not the show, man. It's not the show. I do. All right, it's I, a hot button issue anyway. It is a hot button issue, you know. Oh. On the other hand, if anybody wants to comment on the uh, the Kyrie Irving trade to the Boston Celtics, I'm here to take any questions <laughs> you might have. Or Matthew Stafford's new contract in the NFL. Right. Anyway. 
Dan Sport Talk Radio. That's right. Sport Talk Radio <laughs> with Dan. Right. Uh, you know, what's funny is like everybody wants to be a sportscaster at Specs. Not yeah. everybody, but you know, like you, you're, at, you're at Specs. Like how many people you can have a, you can push the button if you want. You want to contribute, Jake. Jake, were you uh, wanting to be a sportscaster? Wanting to be a sportscaster? Yeah. Yeah, you. You had to push the button. Yeah, you. You had to push the button. No. Nothing. Nothing. How, about, how about you, Drew? Is that yeah, your, same here. Yeah. All the way. Yep. Yeah. All the way. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. And you guys both went for were with video, right? Yes. Okay. So... <laughs> All right. As far as like going for sports and being a sportscaster, how do you feel about doing this? I mean, this is this is a little bit different than when you were like your your goal. True, true. Yeah, but yeah. it's a start and okay. it's experience and it's very entertaining and enjoying. So that's a good answer. It, you know, I'll take whatever I can get. It's a good answer. Very good answer. There you go. And Jake's stuck in the box, and apparently his microphone is only available for me to hear. Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. Right? Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Jeff. No problem. Yeah. Figured. You interact with everybody here. So you have your new, your new album came out, what, about a year ago? Yeah, about almost exactly a almost year Almost a year. Ago. Yes. And you have like the probably the best Talking Heads cover in existence. We like to think so. Yes. yes. Right. Well, you know what? Li- Living Color did a version of Memories... Memories can't wait on on Vivid. That's probably the greatest Talking Heads cover ever. Ours is second. I don't even know what would be third. I grew up a huge Living Color fan, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like you know, other people had like Oasis or Blur or maybe it was, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, Motley Crue or Poison. I don't know. It, then there was Guns N' Roses or Living Color because they were fighting about being on the Rolling Stones tour in 89. I was yes. a living color diehard. Wow. To this okay. day, I'm still, I still have not forgiven Guns N' Roses. This is the first time I've ever heard anybody say that they were a diehard living color fan. <laughs> That's right. But it is me. It is you. So All right. Lester, right. A couple years ago, yeah. And they, they were awesome. They're still awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I haven't seen them. I, you know, honestly, uh, Cult of Personality is the only song I could think of off the top of my head. You know, I'd say there's probably a couple others there that you might, but 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 let me tell you this. You know, find the version of Memories Can't Wait, their okay. Talking Heads cover, give it a spin on your drive home tonight or something. You're going to be impressed because they do it awesome. It takes like, because that's probably one of the more aggressive Talking Heads songs anyway, and, and they make it even more aggressive. It's really cool. Okay. Memories Can't Wait? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I will check it out on the way home. Yeah, give it a listen. You'll be like, hey, this is pretty cool. Those guys, Talking Heads covers only the second best I've heard now. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. No, I'm just a fan, and I know that the first time you ever played it was at one of my shows. Absolutely. Which I would love to get that going again. Uh, That was a great theme. It was. And theme shows are like everything now. I don't know if you've, I mean, I'm sure you've you've caught this. Yeah. It seems like. Every other week at the Loving Touch or, you know, is, is oh, it's tribute to Zeppelin. Yeah. And it's 14 bands doing Zeppelin songs. Or it's, Which you is, know, is that, that's not tonight or is that tomorrow? 
Is that they're doing the the Zeppelin one. Oh wow, I, that's that's real. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally was no, just... I, I no, you're, you're, it's it's true. It's which true. is which is cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Whoever books those shows can feel free to call us at any time. But anyway, because because that's we like doing that kind of stuff. Not so much that we like doing it more than our stuff, but right, you know that I you know originally that that concept for that show I did was called Cash versus Clash. Yeah, I I took the idea from a guy named Vern Smith who was at uh, it was a, a ninety one point five W. Shoot, it was a Canadian station. Oh, no, 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 C Jam. Yes, yeah, C Jam. Yeah, he used to do this uh, show on Wednesday nights from seven to eight called uh, Motown Hoedown. Nice, All right? And we would talk. We would talk back and forth, like on on, on MySpace about you know. Like I would send him bands. This is back mm-hmm. when I first started doing DPA. I would send him bands, and he would be like, "Oh, check this band out." And we'd go back and forth, and I. I uh, one band that he that I sent him was called Gas Hog. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you're familiar with Gas yeah. Hog. Who, who, their album was released just only a couple of years ago, and they had broken up. Uh, I think 2008 or 2007, 2008. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah, one one guy passed away. But that in he's what was it Gunsmoke was an amazing like spaghetti western type psychobilly band from mm. Ottawa it's mm. they they've also broken up i think uh um, um i i think one of them got into like astrophysics why <laughs> you know, not just like, like he's you know so he was doing this thing called Cash versus Clash and he did it at uh this this bar I can't even remember the name of it. It had like a like a, a horse stable type theme in Windsor, and he would have two bands. Like, I actually know what bar you're talking about. Yeah, you it's know, like, a lot about me. Yeah, yeah like, I can't think of the name. Yeah, I know. Neither could I. Uh, yeah, it's, I haven't been there in 20 years. Right. But, yeah. yeah. So he would get four bands all together. Two two of them would be like country bands, and two of them would be like punk bands, and they would play. One would play punk. You know, the country bands would play punk songs, and the and the, and the punk bands would play country songs. And I don't know how many years he did it, but in getting just two of each, is, it was probably a lot easier than when I tried to do it. Because getting punk songs to practice anything, or punk bands to practice anything, <laughs> is like pulling teeth. Because you know, they won't even practice their own songs, let alone trying to learn somebody else's stuff. But... The 44 yeah. territories came we're, out. We're overachievers. That's what we're they, known as. I mean, because you 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 aimed high and yeah. Because I, you know, it was funny because we were talking about that with the with the class show last week. We were trying to remember what other songs we did for that one. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, we have we have a stable of clash tunes that yes. we do, and some of which we do country ish. Yes. Know? Like we do a country version of White Riot, and we yeah. used to do a country version of Train in Vain. And yes. If I remember right, for the Cash versus Clash show, we did a country version of the KKK took my baby away. Yes, uh, just like just like it's such a goofy yeah. Ramon song. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I just it you know it was kind of like let's do something really. But all all our songs, all the songs we did were from like the late seventies. Like, yeah, like from from the first wave of punk kind right. of thing. Like we were we weren't going to do anything like you know. Um, even though I'm a big fan of you know. All the '90s punk, certainly. You know, yeah. we're going to do anything 
um, by those bands we were going to do the CBGBs kind of thing. Yeah, you know? and I and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And that was the thing is like I had to get bands that had more of our roots music, or whether it be country, rockabilly, whatever, to do the punk songs because not a single punk band <laughs> were, were like, uh, we can't do that. And in which which is ridiculous when you think about it. like Social D never had trouble covering country songs. They, you know, well, their version no. of Making Believes awesome you know yeah and well you know mike ness put out those two albums his solo albums which somebody was putting them on blast on facebook i saw that you know finally listened to them oh who who was was it i'm trying to think who it was it might have you know might have been matt ratza who moved to seattle hmm. he was from the flynn area he he did a lot he did similar stuff to what you guys do uh just acoustic and it's like after li- after not listening to it in so many years, he felt that it didn't, it didn't hold up. And I could wow. be wrong, Matt. I'm sorry if it was it wasn't you that posted it. I apologize, but I, that's just that's you see. And I I I think they hold up. To their own opinion. I think they hold up. That that first Mike Ness record, Cheating at Solitaire, is if I mean, you know, when I'm looking at the five most important albums that that defined or or steered me to to where i am musically today yeah and that's 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 up there that's one of those oh, absolutely and it sounds just as good today when i listen to it as it is now the covers album i admit it wasn't i thought it was cool the songs he did but it did feel a little bit of a retread and but cheating at solitaire is a little, that, half of more covers anyway yeah but that and and it is it was just so fan- nothing else in Alt country or country or Americana sounded like that when he did it because he was taking that the, the, the whole punk rock approach to it. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, um, crime, crime don't pay with with Brian Setzer on mm-hmm. that. That one, I mean, you cannot confuse that lead with anybody. That oh lead, yeah, no. that lead guitarist with anybody because he has that very distinct sound, and which he owes to a little tiny pedal called Nocturne, just so you know. <laughs> um, not the brain seltzer, which is easy to build. I can build it. Uh, just you know, email me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I can crank them out in like twenty minutes each. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, it's just it's four parts, and that's part of his sig- his signature sound sure. is a little, little tiny thing. Anyway, so you have that, and then uh, there's there's a Dylan cover on there. Yeah. Right? The, 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 uh, don't think twice. It's all right. Is right. that was I? I mean, that's one of those songs. I remember I was working an afternoon shift at a job. I was driving home at one in the morning. Yeah. I'm coming down to Quinder at 11 Mile. 89X played it, and it, I mean, it froze me in my tracks. I'm in my car in the middle of Dequinder, empty, and I was like, "What is this? And who is doing this? Because this right. is." Freaking awesome! Right, I I found out about that album when they had when Mike Ness was on 120 minutes being interviewed, mm. and that and he was talking about oh I'm you know I have the solo album coming out and it's just stuff that I that influenced me and influenced Social Distortion, and I was like okay I loved I grew up loving Social Distortion sure. so I was like all right I'm gonna go check this out and I bought it I put I I put it in and I'm like whoa. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know he's got a, a, there's well what else was on there? I know I think it's the second where he second one where he covers um, a social distortion song. Right? Yeah, that's that, the second yeah, one. That's, that's the yeah. second one. But that first one's got like um, it's got um, 
the Devil and Miss Jones. Um, it's which got, is a great song. I think oh. that was like the first one that I was I I, I had heard. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's a that's a great every track on that album is really great. Yeah, you're right. Half of them are covers because it has like doesn't it have I'm in love with my cars on that one too. I think. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, to me, I I thought that that was kind of like poking fun at greasers, and but yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great song. I'm in love with my car, No Man's Friend, um, re- uh, uh, rest of our lives. You win again. Rest of our it. lives. I had that. That was on the mix of songs we played at my wedding. Really, it's an amazing song, and lyrically, it's. I think that the lyrics on that record for his original stuff is the strongest stuff he ever did. I agree. You know, I mean, nothing against Social D. Again, I love. You know, Mommy's Little Helper and Prison Bound and 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 Ball and Chain. Those are all great songs. But that seemed like this seemed like the evolution. And I have to admit, I was kind of curious that he didn't keep running with it. You know, there are, he's done some stuff where because there's a bunch of versions of, of Social D songs that he'll do live, like little small shows, and he'll do it like this. I think mm-hmm. he played at one of the uh, one of the like. Woodstocks, you know, I don't know if it was the what they did, 94 and no, then, 99, 99, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was at Woodstock 99. Yeah, well, Not yeah. that I was, I neither was I. I mean, I think that that commercial corporate, yeah, I mean, there were things that were about it that were cool. I I considered whether it was worth going because the tragically hip played it, and I thought that was pretty awesome, yeah, but not. I not for the price of the thing. I certainly wasn't going to go to New York. I just had a bad feeling. I didn't know that it would become a you know a, a burning rape fest. Oh, oh yeah, the ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember ninety nine was the let's set the the fences on fire and assault women in the pit. You know, right? While Limp Biscuit encourages it. So well, that was that was a time in music where things got really, in my opinion, got awful. Yeah, yeah, they did. That's Although the, there was great stuff happening. Yeah, but which, there was new metal. Yeah, which is still very popular in Flint, by the way. Uh, <laughs> sure, there are places of the, this country that for which new metal has not died. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a joke, but I, you know, Nickelback still sells a million copies every time they put out a record. Now they might be a national punchline, but they sell a million copies. Somebody's buying them. Nobody ever admits to it, but right. somebody's buying them. Well, you know they're huge fans of, of Dark Horse Brewery, which is a local brewery. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And, and, and Dark Horse is like, no, no, please, please, no, stop it. But new metal is to me is like Juggalo metal, you know, which yeah, we had a Juggalo here on the show, Freshness. He's a Juggalo comedian. Juggalo comedian? Does he perform at like the Gathering of Juggalos and stuff? He performs at this Hot Talent Buffet, which is like a, a ta- like a weird talent show that they just had this past uh, weekend. Uh, and when he was on the show, that was two hours of ice where he pulled out the entire thing right out of his ass. Huh. Just the things like, uh, here, I'll play a few clips. Cause the this, wall's this, not covered this, in Fago, so it must have been a successful. Uh... Well, it's an act. Sure, I, sure. I believe. But anyway, this is like the things that came out of his mouth my idea for a game show mm-hmm. it's like you know you drop someone off at a random school and you got to sneak them in and whoever can pull the fire alarm fastest without getting tackled um <laughs> there was that one there was one based on you ever played don't wake daddy yeah. i know of it yeah yeah it's a board game i did like the real life don't wake daddy yeah you would break into people's houses and you would steal stuff and you you would try not to wake the family 
That has to be Adam Sandler, right? No. Because that sounds so much Oh, like I know, I know. And it's like you have you you sit there off the mic, he sounds so different. But once that mic goes on, sure. He does not break character. I've not got, once. I, I can respect that. Yeah. I'm not it's not my thing. Yeah. That particular thing isn't my thing, but right. You know, performance is an art. Yeah, it can and it, be anyway. And then he is also supposedly this black belt with jujitsu. So, how long have you been doing jujitsu? Oh, I mean, at least three weeks. <laughs> Why not? He put a rocket ship to my ass and blew me up to the moon. This is just solid gold that That's, came out of this kid, this comedian. But this, like, we wanted to, him to call in for when they were going to do like the, the this. Uh, Alt right march and the Juggalo march yeah, at that's, the same time. Yeah, it's what September sixteenth or something. Yeah, I wanted to have him call uh, to call in to talk about that. Is he going the out Juggalo- there for that? No, I, ah. I doubt it. But I wanted to do the Juggalo uh, opinion. I'm going to be glued to CNN that day, just for the record. Oh, I will. <laughs> just have to see how that goes down. Oh man, I mean, because honestly, <laughs> it's like you couldn't you couldn't ask for no no you couldn't you cannot dream that up. And, and it's like two groups that absolutely just don't like each yeah, other. It's, it's, and and whom, whom, let's be honest, a lot of other people don't like either of them. Right. So. But you know what? I'm going to have to say I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of, of ICP or any of that. But. Waddle's a huge fan, so. Are you really? I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Uh, so was, you weren't? No. Seriously? Never never once. No. I, I'll admit, I did I, have, I when, in the now. early 90s, I may have had a few tapes, and I'll admit it, I'll still stand by the production value on those records by Mike Clark from Detroit was outstanding. <laughs> Mike Clark does good work. Yes. I'll give him that, yeah. But RD was going was gonna to go to Gathering of the Juggalos with his friend just to go, right? You're going on right now? No, the ju- gathering of the juggalos. Oh, well, yeah. This year we were gonna go. Oh, we got some. Yeah, but uh, we ended up going to Camp Bisco instead. Yeah, he likes disco biscuits. Disco biscuits. Right. Yeah. yeah. I can't hear you guys anymore. You can't. He- you can't hear us. Okay. I got you now. Okay. All I'm right. Back. So we're talking about the juggalo march with the the neo Nazi alt right march at the same time, same place in Washington D.C. And wanting to have the freshness to talk about it, and and then it, this is leading to gathering the jugglos. I said R.D. was going to go. Now, yeah, you're no, not a fan. It's more though. of a research thing, right? Research. You're not like a fan, dude. No, not a fan. Not so a fan. you're like I, mean, I was a fan when I was like a child. See, just because it felt like I was getting away with murder. Right. That's how. That's albums, how we all get know? introduced. But other than that, uh, no. To the dark circus. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a kid of the 90s. You know, Actually, I'm a kid of the 80s. I'm like, yeah, I'm an you old know, man. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that what I do is it's a combination of positive thinking and, like, magic and stuff, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw him just perform this yes, past weekend. Yes, R.D. made it the out there. Buffet. Yeah, I, I was good unable times? to. Yeah, yeah, it was good times. Right Interesting times. Certainly, he, you know, and he and he was he cranked it up quite a bit compared to when he was in here, right? Yeah, yeah, he looked like I, I thought it was Captain Spaulding on stage up there. I mean, he was creepy, man. He was creepier than than he 
Then he was just creepy. What what music <laughs> did he come out to? I think the theme from Halloween. Oh, like oh, that, that, that is creepy. Okay, that's enough, man. Yeah, give me nightmares. I don't think there's a scarier piece of music. Did he come out with with Fago or some type of food? Nope, he came out wearing like. Uh, a minions, you know the minions. Oh yeah, like movie. Like this he had does. like a minions get up on. This is getting scary. And then, <laughs> and then as it progressed, he had like his full jinko outfit on <sighs> with, it, with his top hat and his face paint. Wow. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> well, there's my nightmares for the evening. It's and I brought my new girl too. I was like, let's go on this this. Really fun date. She's, she's still like, your new she, girl. She's, <laughs> she's like, nope. Okay. We had an nice interesting, to meet you. interesting conversation on the end of, at the ride home. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the interesting conversation like, no, baby, I swear I'm not into that stuff at all. I swear. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I had do some what, explaining. It would be the same for me. I get it. You, I had some explaining to do. You went as you went as a representative of the Motor City Joint in New Radio Media. Exactly. Yes. Which, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am very, very appreciative of New Radio Media and they have been so wonderful to myself and my co-host Kate. So, thanks Paul, thanks Buzz, RD, Ian, all of you. Well, so we great. love you guys. Yeah, so, love you, you too. Know. You got a good team here, man. Yeah, we do. We do. Absolutely. And you know, Jake's sitting over there and hasn't answered the phone. Well, cuz nobody's called. <laughs> That's our fault. Blame us. Yeah. Well, I mean, the show's still in, a, in its beta stages. Well, the station is, but Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's it's okay, and we've had a few calls. We actually had someone call when that kid was on. Oh, really? Well, oh, yeah, that was juggalos roll together. Oh, oh no, it was not like was, that. Yeah, Somebody angry at him. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. There was some. Th- there was threats back and forth, and I think oh. freshness was was gonna use a hatchet. Well, of I course, think there was a hatchet involved. That's that went without yeah. saying. Right? Should I? What else would you? I could replay that. You could if you wanted. I, do you have that drive? I absolutely do. <laughs> Man, we're like mellow in comparison. Well, look at this. Yeah. We're like the most laid back show you'll have all year. Right. Nobody's thre- called in and threatened to kill either of us yet. Right. So. The show's not over. Not Wolf's out there somewhere. But... Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so this is the. <sighs> no, I don't. I have it, but I. You know, I'm not going to do it. No. No, because I because the per I don't I the gist of it is is yeah. that there's yeah. a a rather angry Italian man on yeah. one end of the line, and then the freshness on the other, and yeah, disagreements. Uh, okay, that. we're you know what? <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you want to play a couple more songs when we come back, or. Yeah. Something. Something? Yeah. Yeah. We'll hum. Whistle. You'll hum? Okay. All right. So, you know, Jeff Bitzinger, fan, right? Suburban yeah. Sun, High Q's. Hey, what was that song that came out with the chick that was singing? What was that oh, last that's, song? Oh, that's, the band's called Bird Cloud. Oh, Bird Cloud. I'm yeah. going to check that out. Yeah, they're great. They're great live. I really enjoyed that. They're great live. Yeah. Uh, my then, pussies for Jesus. Saving, yeah, saving. I, I was saving like, is pussy? this by Mary Magdalene? No. 
No. All right. You listen to... Uh, ah. Man, come on. This is what you did to me, RD. You I actually know. threw me out. Threw me off. Yep. It's okay. It's all good. Kate's not here to do it. You're listening to Motor City Joint right here on New Radio Media. Here's the haikus. <laughs>
Right here on New Radio Media, I am Ben Rose, joined with Dan and Josh of the 44 Territories. How's it going, guys? Doing good. You're going to play some more songs here. You going to play a song? What do you want to play? Yeah, I think we're uh, we'll play it. Since we talked about it, let's go ahead and play it. Do oh. a little, uh, little, little talking heads, huh? Talking heads. All right. It goes a little something like this. And nervous, and I can't relax. Can't sleep, cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer, this could say, you'd better run, 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 run. Run, run, run away Oh no Psycho killer Yes, you say You start a conversation You can't even finish You're talking a lot But you're not saying nothing I've got nothing to say, my lips are sealed Say something once, why say it again? Say go killer, yes you say
Stands out. Fast cover. Cramp the hands a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you know, I I've got the probably the beginnings of arthritis and such and <laughs> arthritis. Yeah, well I know I have it in my thumb on my right hand for sure. Uh, we're all just staving off the inevitable. Right. And it'll probably a little carpal tunnel too. So I I get it. I have to be careful when I play. And they, they actually have made a, a, this weird guitar strap for people with carpal tunnel. Have you seen this? Mm, no. It's, it kind of goes over both shoulders. It's like, and you have to hold it kind of up high. It's How ridiculous does it look? Oh. Well, see, that's the thing is we'll suffer. We'll suffer to not look ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You suffer to let it sling low, you know, just. Yeah, I'm starting to. Pull it up. We were talking about that at the... Because I used to... I mean, not quite Tim Armstrong low, but slash low anyway. Right. And I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, eh, I can creep up. I'm not Tom Morello yet, you know. I can, right. You know, somewhere around the hip's okay. Right, yeah. I was watching... Uh, I don't know how many times I've watched this, the, uh, the Lemmy documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, earlier yesterday. I've not checked it out. What's that? I've not checked it out. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's called Lemmy. It's great. Guy's interesting. You you think that he would have some big house? He lives in a, he had, he lived in a tiny little apartment that was wall to wall just collectibles. 
It's because he spent all the time at the bar playing video poker, right? Right, and, and he just or wanted playing. To, yeah. He wanted to live near the water, and he would take. He, he just decided, I'm going to get. I'll, I'll live in this tiny little apartment. It's near the water. That's all I want. I don't need a giant house. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and he close to the pub. It very cluttered. It's great, you know. It's 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 Lemmy. You yeah, know? right. You know, he is exactly what you expect. Based on watching this documentary, he is personable with, I guess, everybody. He'll take a picture with anybody who walks up to him. He'll talk to anybody. But I honestly think that uh, if he had ever stopped taking drugs just before he died, maybe this is why he died, he, he probably would have dropped dead. Shocked the system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like a, a sober Lemmy would have been scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's an intense guy. This is a guy that's drinking uh, fifths of Jack Daniels like they're a beer. You know? <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Netflix so, is worth keeping just for the music documentaries alone. You know, they didn't really ha- used to have a whole lot of them. But, n- like, lately, like, like Beware Mr. Baker is on there now. That's a good one. That's, That's a, good a good one. one. That, that guy's a prick. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Amazing drummer. Yeah, amazing drummer. But miserable human being. Yes. But then again, it's not like the other guys in Cream were ever, you know, and that includes Clap, dude. People forget what a crotchety son of a bitch that guy was in the 70s. Oh, yeah. You know? he was a, yeah, yeah. Clapton was a bastard at one point. Now. <laughs> and I say that as somebody who loves Eric Clapton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of those documentaries are incredibly long on there. Oh, I, watched, I know. Uh, yeah. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which I enjoyed, but it was like three and a half. Hours, right? Four hours. I'm like another band that crossed off the bucket list this year. Oh, you did? Uh, playing with or seeing? No, seeing. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we did not play with Tom Petty. That would, I think that I think the show you would open with the, Guess what? I played with Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. Yeah, that's and that's then, how I would lead every conversation, probably for the rest of my life. Like a vegan, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How do Slightly you, less annoying, though. Right. Like, how do you know that someone's a vegan? Because they tell you right away. Same yep. with like people who are like uber straight edge. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes they're both, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yep. Yeah. So this is a question that I, I, I did an interview with Phil Alvin a while ago. I did a phone interview. It was not the best interview that I've ever done because he's not a very talkative guy, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't know. You, you, you're, you know who he is from the Blasters, right? He's mm-hmm. been playing for, what, 30-plus years. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, probably 40. Probably. So I don't know. Like, oh, okay. We actually do have a caller. That's what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. So anyway, I asked David Byrne. Is he angry? No, it's not. Now, well, the thing about um, Phil Alvin is he used to be a mathematics professor no in California. Kidding. Yeah. I did so not know that. once I brought up math, he lit up. Apparently, after the show, he goes back to the tour bus or whatever, and he immediately starts working on mathematical equations. He's not, not getting drunk, not getting high. You know, that's his thing. That's how he decompresses. Huh. Now, everybody has a different method. This is so relaxing to me. No, it, well, to, but math, you know yeah, what? Oh, I can't wait to get home and do math. Oh, oh we do, wait, hold on. We have Drew's dad on the air. Hello, you're oh, on the air, uh, Motor City Juke Joint. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Now, oh, not bad. Good. Drew tells me that you worked for Psychopathic Records for a bit. I did for about for a couple of years. Yeah? Now. Yep. Uh, what was that like? Honestly, I, I mean, I can only imagine. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. There are some stories I, I wish I could share. I don't know. I don't think I should share them, but uh, <laughs> it was definitely uh, you know 
I guess we can talk from ICP. Yeah. Definitely a, a crazy office, but very fun, you know. So, and the uh, the guys are, you know, they're pretty cool, especially these days. I didn't know them, obviously, in their, their younger, wilder days, but, uh, you know, these days they're pretty cool. I'm still friends with the, C- the CEO, Big Billy. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know... I mean, I'd like to divulge a lot of things, but I don't think I should. <laughs> right? Yeah, and not so. Each internet radio can say whatever you want, but it's like one of those things. Like, do you really want to tell the story? Like, throw somebody out under the bus? Right. That's yeah. the part I don't want to do. Right. So, was it yeah. really? I mean, it was. A, it was a very interesting place. I mean, I I actually worked uh, at the facility at a, a second facility. Um, you know, I went over to the headquarters whenever I had to quite a bit, but. Um, but I was in charge of the merch. Oh, okay. So I was I was doing all the merchandise, which is a a huge undertaking for ICP. I think uh, the year that I was there, we actually outsold Kiss in memorabilia. You, you know that was which act- everybody knows the fame of Kiss. So. Right. That was something I was actually was about to them. say. Was about to say is that ICP their like their level of merch and marketing is. Like on it, it's on that level with Kiss because Kiss has everything. I mean, there's like you can get a Kiss coffin, you know, that will double as a cooler until you die. But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it, it it is uh, it is definitely it's pretty cool. I have to say that though, I, I'd give props to those guys for everything they've done because unlike Kiss, you know, they did it all by themselves, right? And uh, and that's pretty impressive, especially in this day and time. But um. The merchandise, you know, even when I did the gathering, uh, the gathering of the Juggalos, yeah. the uh, the merch tank, you know, must have been like a mile long. Oh, <laughs> I imagine. Long. It wasn't a mile long, but that was just, you know, and uh, just full of everything that you could think of, you know. Now, is that gather is that as crazy as... Um... You know, you you'll see in videos. Is it is it like that, or ha- is it kind of calmer, or tamed? You know, calm down or a little tamer than. Absolutely not. I mean, the year I was there was was just madness. I mean, first of all, that festival was only supposed to be a three day festival, but the the jugglers started lining up a day early. So they, we actually ended up letting them in a day early, and uh, you know they started setting up their tents and everything like that because. Uh, they, I went to the one that was in Cave In Rock, Illinois, which was a private farmer's property. And uh, so we took it over, and, you know, they brought in a carnival, and we had, you know, the wrestling, because they have their own wrestling. Um, that year they premiered a movie, and so we had an outdoor movie theater, and there was tents and, you know, many, many stages. Uh, it never, you know, it never shut down, the whole thing. I mean, it was just, you know, the whole the whole carnival, I mean, you know, saw all the carnival food, <laughs> right? you know, the merch booth. Um, but uh, I'd say that, you know, to answer your question, the craziness involved was just, <laughs> I mean, it was things, you know, like that you just don't see in everyday life, you know, right? women walking around topless to, you know, there's, there was lots of drugs and yeah. lots of, you know, you walk, there was, kids walking around with the fist in their hand all times and you know we we even sold panties at the uh the merch booth and 
I remember a gal bought a pair of panties and jumped up on the table and decided to change her panties on top of the table. You know, okay. I have to say that I that I at one point sold them at one of my shows, and that not icy. Th- no, oh. no, 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 <laughs> no. For one, of, yeah, one of my events, I I had someone do that same thing. They didn't jump up right. on the table, but they did it right in front of the table, and you know, I mean, it, it, the the venue owner was not happy about it, but. Uh, the people watching were quite, <laughs> they, yeah, they're like, I didn't care. So. Yeah. The manager, uh, the onsite manager was, uh, he was a little sick too. He also, I got in a little bit of trouble too, because, uh, I ran into Ron Jeremy and he asked me if he could do a photo shoot in my, in my trailer. And, uh, I said, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, I got, I got in trouble for that. Oh. They ended up they ended up having to kick him out, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's Ron Jeremy, man. What do you want? Do you want me to say no? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess you know. Uh, anyway, uh, we're up, we're all out of time for the show. Thank you for calling in. Uh, hey, my pleasure. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing, man. All right. And, thank you. Uh, take care, brother. All right. You too. All right. Yeah. yeah that was Drew's dad. Right on. It was way better than an angry David Byrne. Right. Yeah, you were like, oh, please don't be David Byrne. But anyway, that was very interesting. I could do a whole show asking about, talking about that. Love you, Dad. Yeah. That's such a, like a fascinating uh, culture of, you know, juggalo culture to me. I mean, I, I'm not interested in ICP. I don't want to be a No, but it is, it, is, it is something. It's it like, is. A, it's a, it's a kind of a... I didn't know they're going that big uh, still nowadays. Huh? Yeah, they are. Oh yeah. Now, okay. Unwinding. What do you do off stage? So I can, like, when I was, you know. When, oh, you mean like yeah, what's our, when I, yeah. Oh, what are we do? Oh, I thought I was like my job. No, um, no. When oh. you get off stage, yeah, just just because I can. You know, it depends on the show, but half the time I just want to chill out. Like, if if we're not oh, if we're an opener, yeah, I just want to chill out with the guys in the band, yeah. have have a beer or two, and right, and chill it's out. There. If yeah, we're, if we're the headliner, the problem is I'm I'm usually so amped up. I get home and I just I'm up all night. I'm up all night. Yeah. Right. Okay. But no, the the days of uh, drinking to uh, excess to pass out are kind of gone for me. So yeah, it happens. At least after gigs. Right. All right. That's about all the time we have. Or well, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, we don't have any other time. Shit. You guys waste. I'm just kidding. Then. All right. Now. Do you have anything coming up? Any gigs? Just uh, we got the Arts Beats, Arts Beats on Sunday, two o'clock on the Country Stage. Right. I'll, I'll be um, there. That's yeah. That's gonna be a that's a great lineup they got that day. Um, uh, so yeah, two o'clock, and then um, and then we're we're off for a little bit. We're gonna, like I said, Mark. We got a new drummer who's uh, coming in the fold. We're 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 breaking him in slowly. So by the time we get back to hitting the gigs i think our next gigs in october mm-hmm. um and we'll be running from there excellent okay now uh definitely go out and see 44 territories buy their new cd cuz you'll you'll have a merch table right we have a merch table you can find it on our website That's 44territories.com right. That's right. it's got a you know what is it band camp, camp all you can cd yeah. baby all that stuff yep 